Welcome back to SEWCT. I'm Chef T, your host. We are going to be talking about COVID relief bill includes cannabis. So this article is found on leafly.com. It's titled, it's from Bruce Barcott. Almost sounds like boycott. Barcott. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I hope it is. Sorry, Bruce. Anyhow, cannabis banking reform included in latest congressional COVID relief bill. Leafly.com is the link to this article. You can find this right in my podcast description. So please feel free to click that link when you get a chance to read further for yourself and you can do your own research as well. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi unveiled a new trillion, a new three trillion coronavirus relief package on Tuesday that includes long sought banking reform for a legal cannabis industry. While the bill includes more relief for impacted businesses, cannabis companies will not likely be eligible to receive those funds. Interesting. The 1,800 page, I, I heard this the other day, it's a, it's 1800, 1,800 page bill, which is crazy. So if you feel like reading this, I guess you can, uh, you can obviously find this online to uh, go through 1,800, 1,800 page. So this 1800 page bill named the Health and Economic Recovery uh, Emergency Solution Act or HEROES Act represents the next phase of COVID-19 relief aimed at helping Americans struggling through the current public health and economic shock. So you're probably thinking what I'm thinking. This should have been done a long time ago. I get it. Let, let me just continue. The bill would offer hazard pay to healthcare workers fighting the pandemic send a second $1,200 payment to most taxpayers, extend the weekly $600 boost to unemployment workers through January 2021. So it will be for another year and a half. That's what it looks like. Provide relief to students burdened with college debt, uh, bolster state budgets hammered by COVID-19 costs, provide safe harbor for banks that serve state legal cannabis companies. So relief fund for cannabis companies. What does that entail? Uh, the new bill does not include small business relief that cannabis companies can access. Previous rounds of coronavirus relief funding were denied to cannabis companies based on illegal status of marijuana under federal law. Freaking ridiculous, right? because there's lines everywhere throughout this freaking country. People going to dispensaries, hoping to ease their anxiety and stress of the nonsense that's going on in the media nowadays that we're actually uh, listening to and hearing and seeing. That's a whole different subject and topic, but I'm sure you know what's going on. Let's move on. Previous rounds of coronavirus relief funding were denied to cannabis companies based on the legal status of marijuana under the federal law, specifically an outdated Small Business Administration policy prohibit cannabis businesses from applying for federal COVID-19 relief funds. Language to amend SBA eligibility was not included in the bill. In late April, more than 40 members of Congress signed multiple letters to congressional leaders demanding SBA reform. Rep. Earl Blumenauer, D. Oregon, has introduced legislation to address the problem and 
coalition of reform and advocates along the criminal justice and civil rights groups have urged members of Congress to adopt this reform. The inclusion of the Safe Banking Act in the CARES 2 package is a positive development, but one that's skin, oh, well, not skin, akin uh, to applying a bandit to a gaping wound, said Norm Political Director Justin Streckel. In the majority of states, these cannabis businesses have been deemed essential during, like I said just a few minutes ago, during this pandemic. But at federal level, there are being cast aside by Congress. Those small cannabis businesses facing though economic times are essentially being told by Congress to shutter their doors and fire their employees. Typical, right? Oh boy, I swear our laws and some people in... <laughs> These positions are like stuck in the 1500s. Anyhow, uh, relief is really not anyhow. It's absolutely ridiculous. But let's let's move on. Relief funds could save thousands of jobs. The funding could make a huge difference in the lives of cannabis workers nationwide. A national survey conducted by Leafly and the National Cannabis Roundtable released earlier today found that tens of thousands of jobs could be saved if Congress were to allow federal COVID-19 stimulus funds to follow through the state legal companies. Nearly one third of the cannabis companies surveyed said they could go out of business without COVID-19 relief. I'll tell you something, when this whole COVID thing started, they came out with the grant, the $10,000 grant that they'll just totally um, you know, ignore if you use it towards your business, you know, if you have employees, you can use it towards keeping your employees on board. You can use it towards any business expenses that you may have. So I applied for it. I was probably one of the first because when it first came out, I was like freaking proactive. I was like, I can totally apply for this because I do have a loan out for my CBD treats that are currently still in some stores and for not really for the production because I have a majority of it, but just the upkeep of that, my insurance for that, uh, is not, it's expensive. So my insurance to cover my treats and just, just for any shipping costs that I need and for maintenance for my website, you know, was basically where the funding would be going. And obviously, you know, it's May, May 14th to be exact. Today's Wednesday. So May 14th, I have not heard any response from that. Uh, a lot of that money went to big corporations in the very beginning as many of us had heard. So big corporations are always uh, being taken care of first, obviously, than the small businesses. When the small businesses, if you ask me, are the ones that make things happen in this country. Let me just move on. Uh, the survey of 484 cannabis retailers, growers, and processors in hardware and service providers are conducted access across, excuse me, conducted across all legal states between April 20th and May 5th, 2020, of those companies, 85% said they would be able to save jobs with access to stimulus money, and 30% said they will go out of business without access. Very sad. Cannabis businesses are dealing with the same hardship as other small business without the same critical financial tools uh, and reliable banking service said uh, Safara Galoub, Executive Director of National Cannabis Roundtable, providing access to banking services 
remove some of the shackles that are holding back the full potential of the fastest growing sector in the U.S. company. And if you ask me, the big companies that are bailed out are probably the ones that want to take over this cannabis. Oh, we already know that anyway, and kind of kick out the small business owners, right? Sure. Of course, that's the, that's that's where things are uh, probably going to go. But I hope it doesn't go there. But it looks like that's what's happening. But I didn't say anything. I didn't read that from this article. I'm just giving you my 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 just opinion. It's just an opinion. Don't take it as fact. You can do your own research and kind of figure it out on your own. This is why cannabis is a cash only business, right? House Democrats folded the language of Safe Banking Act within the Heroes Act. The Safe Banking Act would allow banks and other financial institutions to work with state legal cannabis companies. The Safe Banking Act passed the House in September 2019, but remained stalled in the Senate. Ever since the beginnings of the legal cannabis in 1996, this has been a cash-only industry. That's due to outdated federal banking laws that were intended to curb money laundering by illegal drug cartels. Those laws didn't foresee the coming of state legal cannabis, so a grower or retailer licensed by a legal state today is still seen as illegal drug runner within the context of federal banking laws. Absolutely ridiculous. As a consequence, consumers can't use credit cards or debit cards at most legal stores. Many cannabis companies have had their accounts closed without notice. Some workers in the industry can't get a home or car loans. In some states, smaller banks and credit unions do offer simple deposit accounts for state licensed cannabis companies, but those accounts come with extremely burdensome documentations, requirements, and are expensive to maintain as a result. So my result of being in this business, not as like a full-on blown cannabis shop or anything like that, but a way of integrating any material that I can share on my website, through my social platform, evolve, it just, yeah, through my social platform, talking about cannabis and even CBD um, was a big interest of mine and still is, and I'm still gonna do it. I, I mainly do it right now on my podcast because I almost feel like my podcast is sort of like that platform where, where it's almost like freedom of speech <laughs> that really exists, <laughs> really? Because if you speak freely on platforms like Instagram or Facebook, you know, both the same people, um, depending on what it is. And I'm not, not there, there are certain things. Yes, it is completely disrespectful, which I totally understand, but I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm strictly talking about cannabis. And if it, it as a cancer survivor, I see a, a huge benefit in the world of cannabis and CBD. You know, if you don't want to take cannabis, then you could go the route of CBD or you can do both or whatever works best for you for your chronic issue. Right? So if I'm talking about these amazing benefits and I have dog treats and I'm mentioning this on my social platforms such as like Instagram and by their sort of protocol their yeah I guess this protocol you can say you're not allowed to do that so 
What happened to my official Chef T account is basically I got banned from doing any promotional ads on my platform. So that's where my official Chef T platform has been. It will be probably for quite some time unless they, uh, the federal law changes their outlook on cannabis and fix that really soon. And maybe a lot of these social platforms and people that's been banned for talking about cannabis, not in a way of any sort of disrespect, but in a, in a health way of promoting and telling people the benefits and explaining, most importantly, explaining to them the history of cannabis. And if you read the history of cannabis, it's crazy. I mean, if you really read the history of cannabis and we're already, you know, we're in a, we're in, obviously we're in a world now currently that we're facing, we're still facing, you know, racism amongst many cultures, us black Latinos. Um, but if you read the history of cannabis, it explains it all on why the whole propaganda behind it is insane. Anyhow. So yes, the policing on Instagram and Facebook is absolutely ridiculous. And when you try to reach out to them, they ignore you. And that's the real truth. So that's why I created another web, not another website, but another social platform, but I'm still on their platform, unfortunately, which is really their platform. So whenever you create a profile, it's really not yours, it's really theirs. That's how that's how I look at it. I mean, you should probably look at it that way too, unless you just build things from scratch, build it from like ground up and that's really yours, right? But if you're using somebody else's platform, it's not really your profile and they could pretty much do whatever they want, even, even though, even though, even though it's, uh, they say they don't, um, they still have access to your information. So even on my uh, podcast platform, you know, Spotify bought anchor.fm, you know, but they've been great. They've been great. It's been a great platform to kind of, you know, voice my opinion, share the news, give my insight and hopefully help you guys continue to stay healthy. This is a long art. Oh, actually, I think I'm towards the end, actually. Safe Harbor and the bill, the cannabis banking language in the HEROES Act would offer what's known as Safe Harbor to positive institutions that work with cannabis companies. That means the FDIC and the NCUA, the federal banking guarantors, may not cancel or limit a bank or credit union depository insurance solely based on the fact that the bank provides financial services to a cannabis business or service provider. The bill also specifies that federal regulators can't penalize or otherwise discourage a bank from providing services to a cannabis company or to state and local authorities who regulate the cannabis industry goodness. There are protections for individual workers too. The bill prohibits federal regulators from recommending or encouraging banks to refuse or cancel the personal accounts of clients who work for legitimate cannabis companies. Oh my gosh. What are the people we're dealing with? That's good news, guys. Good news. Well, happy Wednesday. Hope you guys are doing well out there. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Do what you have to do to stay healthy. Keep your family healthy and safe and your surrounding neighbors as well. I will catch you on the next one. Happy Friday. Hope you guys have a great weekend and we'll catch up. Once again, thanks for joining me right here on SCWCT. This link will be in my podcast description in, in this particular podcast description for you guys to read further if you like. I'm Chef T. See you guys soon. Peace.
Oh, thank you.